Hey everyone, Jay Parker here, The Modern Eater Show. Today I'm going to show you last year's summer dinner series with Chef Brother Luck. Chef Brother Luck from 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling in Colorado Springs did an amazing job with folks from Cerberus Brewing were there, Petraco Farms was there, Centennial Cuts was there, uh, uh, Chris Johnson from Rome Sausage was there. The list goes on and on. But live from Pizza Republica downtown last year, Chef Brother Luck put on an amazing dinner and I'm going to show that to you today. Watch this video, scroll through it, have a good time. Jump around from part to part. There's different stuff everywhere. You're not going to sit there and watch this whole thing. I get that. But bounce around, you know, jump in there and see what's going on throughout the dinner. This year's road trip, The Modern Eater, Oh my goodness, it's going to be crazy. We're going to go to so many places around Colorado. We're going to source so many products. We're going to talk to so many farmers and so many ranchers and so many distillers and brewers and restaurant owners and chefs and wineries. and every It's going to be bananas, and you're going to want to tune in to the TME road trip starting in June. It's going to be wild. That's what the road trip is. The road trip is sourcing right and and creating content and showing you where your Colorado food and beverage is coming from then the summer dinner series is to celebrate it and to meet the folks physically or the zoom uh, Ali uh, you know for the dinner but that's what I'm doing on the show today we're working hard for you to put together this year's road trip and this year's summer dinner series so all that being said watch this all right so um this is uh this is exciting. I think this is our fourth year, third year, fourth year. It's been a couple years. I, I think we did a barbecue restaurant, we did the studio kitchen, and now here we are in downtown Denver. This is special. This is special. I want to say this is this is uh this is the first dinner, large dinner I've actually done uh, since all this COVID stuff has been happening. So. Um, I'm so excited to be doing this. I went from doing this all over the world, a different dinner every weekend, to staying at home like everyone else and, and being safe. And, you know, to, to be able to do an outdoor event of this magnitude um, with this storyline, I think is extremely special because it, it really touches the, the connection of the people that are behind our food and, and, and who is being impacted right now. So this is really special. We're gonna have some amazing people talk tonight. Um, I'm excited to share some food with you all. And uh, I think we're gonna have a great dinner, so. It's about community, it's about stories. It's about how do we get to the other side, create an experience during a time like we have right now. Again, I mean, what a special night. Here we are, downtown Denver. Chef Brother Lux here with us, some of the best of the best. You're gonna hear some great stories tonight, brother. I, I feel like Padma's gonna jump out at any moment. <laughs> like, I'm so nervous, because I haven't cooked outside in downtown Denver since, since Top Chef. Yeah, <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> like, okay, so it's a windstorm, and you're downtown, and you're not allowed to go inside, and we want you to work with nothing but local ingredients and create a five-course dinner for 60 guests tonight. Time starts now. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. We had a little preparation, though. We were sourcing food for you all over Colorado. You've probably seen it on our Instagram stories. We're running across. Brian's picking potatoes out of the ground. We've got our uh, ranchers here. We've got Mo from Mo's Eggs here. We've got chickens. Everything's local here, you guys. And Chef Brother Lux here. Who watched Chef Brother Luck on Top Chef? A lot of folks. 
People follow you, Brother Luck. You're doing I got kicked off. It's okay. <laughs> Last chance Two kitchen, times. man. Uh, tonight, what's the menu like? It's, it's a good menu. It's in front no, of everybody. The, the, tonight's menu is really special. You know, these guys were driving around. They were the Thelma and Louise of Colorado. I mean, they were in the car. I think he had the bandana, the scarf wrapped around. It was so, it was so adorable on their Instagram stories. But what they did is they brought us amazing adorable. ingredients. It was adorable. <laughs> they brought us amazing ingredients to the kitchen, and I said, hey, you got to get them to me early so we can actually get them cooked and get them staged. Uh, so, you know, every course is going to have a great story behind it, and we'll get into that. But there's, there's some beautiful stuff. Um, as we get into this first course, this has actually been a signature dish um, at my restaurant four down in Colorado Springs uh, for the last four years. So uh, we love working with Bow and Arrow Farms. Um, their corn is absolutely special. We love supporting the Ute tribe and everything that's happening down there in the Four Corners. Four is actually inspired by the Four Corners. So um, I was actually reading a, a uh, quote uh, from a Ute tribe uh, elder who said, uh, pre-reservation, pre-contact, we were experts at hunting, fishing, farming, and gathering. And that made us excellent cooks. So our, our whole restaurant is based on that, on that quote. And if you go into Four, you actually see those symbols you'll see those symbols on the window. So uh, this blue cornbread is utilizing that corn. We have Pueblo chilies, uh, which come from right down the street of, of Colorado Springs. Uh, we have a wahapi, which is a variety of berries that have been cooked down with a little bit of agave nectar. Uh, and then we finish that off with a little bit of uh, uh, Colorado honey and a little bit of a uh, creme. So a nice fun dish to kind of start it off. Um, just a beautiful, beautiful dish that we've, we've really loved serving in the restaurants, become one of our favorites. I've, I've shared this dish in, from New York to, 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 to Japan, and it always gets people when I travel with green chilies. They're like, what is this? So it's really special for us to have these ingredients here. Look at the plating. You have some firepower here with you tonight. Anybody ever heard of Biker Jim Pittenger? Look at that. Biker Jim. He's cooked at the Beard House. <laughs> yes. That's Biker Jim here with us, and they're plating. Aaron Landy from Eridu. If this isn't a chef you don't know yet, you need to look into Aaron Landy. These guys here, tell us about this chef right here, brother. Anybody else here? Right here, Chef yeah. Nick. Yeah. Nick, Nick's been with me for, what, 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. It's been a while. Um, Nick is our general manager of Lucky Dumpling, but he's also a, a phenomenal chef. Uh, when I moved to San Antonio... I got on the phone and I said, Nick, I need you to move to Colorado. Uh, I need you to move from Colorado to San Antonio. And he got in a car and drove down. And then I left him there for a year because I came back to Colorado and he was really upset with me. But now he's back with us, uh, which is really special, but phenomenal chef. So excited to have him here tonight. Tonight's about fun. I'd tell you to buckle up, but I'm going to tell you to unbuckle. Unbuckle that belt right now. You're going to get eating and drinking having a good time. You're going to hear from a lot of people. We're going to turn the music up, bring it out. Thank you, Pizza Republica. These guys, look at, they're ready to go, locked and loaded. Pizza Republica, thank you so much. And we're going to have fun. Summer Dinner Series number five continues right now. Thanks for coming. Let's hear it for Enjoy. you guys. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin' for by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the modern eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. 
So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color, uh, with a dense tan head, and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. the outtake version. What's up Denver? I'm Chef Natasha Hess and this is Chef Carrie Baird and we are at the Ginger Pig. Check us out gingerpig.com. You can also see us on the moderneater.com. Thanks everybody. It's cornstarch. I know. It's cool. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a second. I'm here in Colorado Springs with Chef Noah Siebenhaller, and we're here to tell you about bread, and specifically Aspen Baking. Aspen Baking Company has been baking the best bread in Colorado since 1994. Chef, I know you use Aspen Baking Company here. What do you use here? Why do you like it? So um, I use their sourdough, their French Parisian, their burger rolls, marble rye, and slider rolls. Um, I, I was introduced about three and a half years ago, and I haven't found a better bread in Colorado since. So we use it for exclusively for everything. I'm telling you what, you guys, don't take my word for it. Take Chef Noah's. They're making quality product. They don't put in the, 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 the fake colors. They don't put in the chemicals. They don't freeze it. They don't do that stuff. They just bake fresh bread. Aspenbaking.com is where you go to get that bread. And uh, now, back to the show. All right. Cool, thank you, welcome to the stream. Here it is, uh, Chef Brother Lux dinner and summer dinner series. We're gonna sample some of the food. We've got our cameras out there, music's up. Yep, the music is up. Don't you have to put on your stream something like, I don't own the rights to the music or something like that? I don't hear any music. You don't hear any music? <laughs> what music? What, what music? This first course, and it's interesting because bow and arrow is the first course. That's apropos for your your style of dinner. See if we can't get Jay over here. I want to talk to him about the audience. Dave is on it right now. Oh, he is. Yeah. Brother. Yo. Downtown Denver. Yeah, this is special. Here we are, man. Uh, full, the sold-out crowd, right? You'd expect that less. I love coming down to Denver. You know, as, as a guy, I mean, you've been in this business for a while, right? Too long. <laughs> I don't know if it's too long. Uh, I'm, I'm pushing, I don't know, 23, 24 years. years. Yeah. You didn't always sell wow. out dinners, did you? No. <laughs> At all. <laughs> I had, I've had i had a lot of dinners in my career where there was no one. I mean, it was like 12 people. And I was like, oh, my God, we are so busy tonight. So you were happy just with any guests, right? I've all. I love serving. I, I feel like. You know, that's the true meaning of, of being hospitable is, is, is the art of servitude. And uh, being a chef, being a restaurateur, being in the hospitality industry, that's what it's about, is serving. Yeah, it's well, interesting. You can't take any one guest for granted. And anymore these days, especially one thing we learned after COVID, thank you, thank you. 
one thing we learned after COVID is you better get to know your guests again. Absolutely. Every damn single one. I, of I, one of the things that I've enjoyed the most, um, very little about COVID, uh, has been the, the reconnection I've gained uh, with my restaurants and my team and my guests. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had someone in there. I was, on there, I was in there Saturday. And uh, there was this lady who was in town. She was working uh, in Colorado Springs, and she was staying at the Broadmoor. And she said, you know, we came here because I'm a big fan. I love watching your Instagram, and your stories are so powerful. And I wanted to eat at the restaurant. And your staff spoke so highly of you. I wanted to come back. So she came back a second time for the, the, the five-day stay that she had in Colorado Springs. And it was Saturday night, and I'm there. You know, <laughs> I'm carrying trays, and I'm running food out. And she was like, I'm literally blown away right now that you're not only in the restaurant, yeah. but you're bussing tables and you're carrying things out. Like that is the reconnection that I think a lot of chefs needed uh, to just gain the fuel and the motivation to be able to, to survive this. It's interesting. Touching tables means a whole new thing now. You said today. We don't touch tables. I know. Yeah. We toss. <laughs> we toss the tables. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's interesting, the, the model of what we do with the Modern Eater and, and the connectivity is it's interesting with these dinners, and we mic up, right? Yeah. So yeah. We're sit- and, and it kind of connects the social distancing, right? Forget about that. Physical distancing, yes. Look at how well-appointed this yeah, place is. Yeah. Spacious, outdoor. We're showing the world how to do this dining right. But to tie everybody together, that's going to be an interesting proposition for restaurateurs to go down and go, how do we keep our restaurant connected to where people are having an experience and still touching the tables without being intrusive, right? Yeah, brother yeah. said it, though, because the, the reality to me is, is know your customers mm-hmm. and take this time that we have an opportunity to learn who your customers are and then find ways to really engage, right, yeah, brother? absolutely. I mean, I feel like um, I was I was on a, a James Beard um, call, and, and it's one of the things I love about James Beard Foundation is uh, we have a monthly call with the Southwest Mountain Region where we all jump on the call, really? and you've got all the chefs that have been nominated, the chefs that have won, and we're all on this call, and we're talking about you know what's happening today. Like, what's the state of the what union? What an interesting call. And and one of the discussions that I brought up in the in our last Zoom call was, um, you know, I really feel like utilizing social media to tell your story, be real, be vulnerable, be honest, and let your, your, your guest, your clientele, allow them to connect with you because they're going to fill it. That's a right? table touch. And that, that's a table touch. Totally. And we're utilizing social media to do that because we're being real. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm fighting every day. I'm scared every day. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to make it yeah. tomorrow. I want to pay my staff. I'm doing whatever I can to make it happen. Thank you so much for coming out. Why does that emotion make food tastier? Why? Yeah. yeah. It does. I mean, that's well, what's special yeah. about tonight Yeah. is the connection. I agree. You have brought so many amazing Look people to the table, literally. Well, you have, but <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. I mean, truly, these are people that want to see Brother Love. But, I well, mean, and though, you guys, is that they want to hear the story yeah. of the food. Story. The, the story. The story of the food. I'm they just a piece hear. of the story. Right, go ahead. <laughs> Lay it on us then. Here it is. Yeah, so um, Bow and Arrow Farms uh, makes amazing corn. Um, this is their blue corn. We use this to make a uh, cornbread. So this originally was uh, supposed to be my grandmother's cornbread. And when she came to town, she said, baby, it's not my cornbread because we changed it way too much. But 
Um, I love this dish because I think it truly represents what Colorado cuisine is about, right? Berries in season that are cooked down with a little bit of agave, the green chili from Pueblo, the blue corn infused to make the corn bread, and then you have the Colorado honey that's drizzled right on top. It's such a special story that represents our region and our state so well. That just sounded like food porn, man. The way you just described that. He said, you better be able to talk tonight. So I'm bringing my A game intentionally. It's interesting. Um, you can end a, a, a dinner. This is like a oh, delicious dessert, dessert almost, but it's me. savory. I mean, this is like the could savory you not throw with the a peach from ice cream on that? What uh, ice cream? On <laughs> you, <laughs> you could. I mean, yeah. I mean, Human ice cream. <laughs> yes. Let's go. This is uh, a it's like delicious an Iron dish. Chef episode. This is a delicious dish. You're not eating too. I, you know, I've, I've cooked this. Uh, one of the one of my favorite memories was cooking this dish in New York in Manhattan. And I'm cooking next to Marcus Samuelson and Daniel Balud and Daniel Hum from 11 Madison Park. Cooking next to all these great chefs, and I'm cooking this dish. And the people, 900 guests in this ballroom, and they were walking up going, where's your restaurant? You mean you're not here in New York? And I was like, no, I flew out from Colorado to be a feature tonight. And they were like, you need to move to Manhattan. I'm like, nope. No, yeah. You've got to come to yeah, Colorado because exactly. this is what we're about. They don't get to try green chilies like this outside of this region, right? Unless you're from New Mexico or you're from Colorado, maybe Arizona, Utah, you don't get to experience green chilies like this. Well, it gills me because I see I go into those East Coast restaurants and they think like hatch in a can. Yeah, is yeah. good. They have green no idea. Chili. They have like, no idea. You, you don't even. But know. it's like us making crab cakes and then going to Maryland. They're like, yeah. oh, you yeah, put well, bread in it. <laughs> no, you better go somewhere with that. Well, it's interesting. We were on a call with the. Um, I know you got to jump. We were on the call with the Pueblo Chamber of Commerce, right? And they're talking about their upcoming chili festival. Everything's changing. And we said, well, hey, listen, we're doing this summer dinner series. So we're thinking about doing a fall harvest dinner. They felt like uh, you got, you have to include your, us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, how, absolutely. how couldn't we? I mean, that's a part of I what feel like we, we need to just go to Pueblo and just try all the green chilies. Brother. <laughs> well, you know, there's a doctor down there who has created his own green chili. There's a Colorado green chili that was uh, made by his name all of a sudden jumped me, but out of Pueblo. How's that, the honey? doctor man. out of Pueblo. You brought me the ingredients. This That's is, a dish, man. We just, you know, our job is to not screw up what they did. That's my job as a yeah, chef. Well, what's really impressive, here we are in, I don't know, 85 degree, 90 degree weather outdoor. As a chef, you're probably terrified, like, no? You're, you can surf it? No, I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm not terrified. It's just there's a lot more variables mm-hmm. that I can't control. Okay. So it's like, you know, how, what are we looking how for? hot's the grill okay. today? Tell me what's Where's on your mind for tonight. Um, I mean, you know. We've got four more courses to execute. The, it, we got four more courses, but the beauty is, you know, someone like Nick, who's working with us tonight, um, him and I work so many properties together. He understands large volume production. He understands how to execute. So it's like we're able to stage things to be able to execute. So, so now we're going to have fun, right? Because who does these dinners and then it's kills emotion. themselves? And then you can't come out and talk to people. And then you're bored. Everyone's waiting for the food. And, you know, you're back there stressing. Like, that's not fun. No. We have a schedule, all right? You want to yeah. see what's coming up? And you up? know who's, who's coming up? I know. I wrote it. It's right. Cerberus. Carrie from okay. Cerberus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yes. beer. So we'll, do, we'll introduce this next course. Absolutely. Then we'll talk to Cerberus up here, and then okay. we'll bring her back here, taste the Perfect. beer. You can taste the beer, right? Yeah, It'll I, be a I, I, I will definitely. You know, I, I love bringing all of my comrades yeah. from Colorado Springs up here. Well, you know, you, I think yeah, I do think that he introduced us to 291. I mean, yeah, absolutely. had to. To Philip. Yeah, that's my people. 
Phil, yeah. Philip knows, man. Him and Michael, we go. We, and we each, have some stories. Each time, you're bringing and introducing new folks to us. Absolutely, because the, there, there's great stories that I've had with all of these people. I've known Carrie from from um, Cerberus when she was one of the main editors of the independent newspaper. Oh, it's get good, right? So. I used to I used to have relationships with her as far as like please don't give me a bad review, you know. What <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me know when he's coming. Are we cool? Yeah. Well, you know who we did introduce us to is Rocky Mountain Organic. Yeah, I know Blake. Absolutely, and Blake, Blake and Nate and, are, Nate. and the and whole family. Have, yeah, we have tied in so well yeah. with those guys because everything they're doing is they all about it. hyper local. And they, they get, get it. it. Yeah, yep. they totally. Their pigs eat gold. I know. <laughs> we have to thank the opening toast with Savage Spectrum, uh, the only Colorado sparkling. That's out there. It probably will uh, change. Is he, is he hiding out? I thought we were going to get him on there. I think he's hiding somewhere, too. But Mo from Mosaic. Do you know Mo? I, mean, you're I have not. You no, haven't met him. We're going to so connect excited. him because yeah, well, he likes your chicken. about that today. So that will be like the real chicken, chicken course. Yeah. That's the third course, right? Chicken Second. course? Second. Coming course? up next. We're okay, coming, coming up next. All right. That's what we're going to do. We're going to come up. We're going to introduce this next course. These guys are locked and loaded, right? We're, we're trained I professionals. Know. You <laughs> gave me biker gym. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> just like that. That's good stuff. How do you get biker that's gym? A ringer. Any given day. He didn't bring no hot dogs. I'm so sad. <laughs> biker I was gym. Like, we don't want to eat this fancy food. We want hot dogs. I know. <laughs> Where's the cart? All right. You know his reindeer dog. <laughs> best selling dog. It's crazy. So good. We're going to get at these guys. Sold out dinner. All right. Chef Brother Luck. Yeah. Uh, this is Rome's from Rome Sausage. When's that queso dish? That's coming, coming up next. That's I, coming I, up I next. I turned that into this crazy. Man, you know, I'm not going to give it away. Oh, you're not I'm going to slow away? it down. Okay. We're going to reel it back. We're going we're gonna to drop it into reverse yeah. slow motion. <laughs> yeah. What song is that? Do you know, Brian? I don't. That's Missy Elliott. <laughs> That's Missy <Is> Elliott. <laughs> and uh, he did his own remix of that. <laughs> this is tonight. <laughs> this is Chef Brother Luck. This is how we do it in Denver, yes, Colorado. Yes, yes, yes. All right, keep it cool. We're going to introduce the second course right here. The cool. Modern Eater Show continues. Hey, guys, Alex Armitas over at Sam's Number 3 Glendale. You want a Bloody Mary? You want a cheeseburger? You want a breakfast burrito? Greek salad? Bacon gyro meat? Chicken souvlaki? Barbecue ranch salad? We got you covered. Come down and see us. One more time. Try it again. Hey guys, Alex Armitas over here at Sam's Number 3 Glendale. Now get your ass to themoderneater.com. Thank you so much. Modern Eater, we love you guys. This is Amber with Northern Colorado Potatoes, reminding everyone that potatoes grown here are truly rooted in love and rooted in a long history of being grown in this area. Early 1900s reports show that this was either the largest or one of the largest potato producing areas in the nation. Other states have had some amazing branding, but don't forget we have all your favorite varieties and more you love to cook and eat, including russet. Support local potatoes, you won't be disappointed.
Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. And you're watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Hello, hello, hello. How was the first course, ladies and gentlemen? Ooh. Right, right. Brother Luck, what do you think of that? It's nice to have feedback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mic's not working, is it? Yeah, I it guess is. it is there working. We go, there we go. Uh, second course coming right up on us. And uh, first of all, we have to thank for the opening toast out of Palisade, Colorado, Sauvage Spectrum provided you with that opening toast. I hope you guys thank enjoyed you. that. We're going to talk to Cerberus right Brewing Company here in just a moment. But Brother Luck is going to tell us about this next dish, brother. Yeah, so um, we are doing uh, Achiote Chicken, uh, working with Mo's Chicken, which I'm so excited. I, don't, I haven't met Mo yet. Wherever well, I'm you're about to. Mo, oh, come, to right, come on up here, Morgan, could you? Because I love good chicken. And this is this, this the one I, I serve this chicken uh I got 12 birds in and I did a private chef's table on Saturday night and I actually took the legs and thighs and served it to the chef's table. And the one comment that I immediately said when I, when I served it with the, with the kitchen crew is I said, you know, this tastes like real chicken. Like there's a texture here that is beautiful that's missing from, you know, processed big monstrosity Pam Anderson chickens that we get to see in the markets. These chickens taste delicious. Uh, so what we did is we did achiote. Uh, achiote is a natto seed. Uh, it, it's, it's ground into a paste. It's got this beautiful orange color. Um, you would see, yes, uh, no, no, it's on the chicken. It's uh, heating up right now. Um, so the, 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 the natto seed, the achiote, was uh, originally what, what was used to distinguish cheese west of the Mississippi. So they would color it orange. This is why your cheddar is orange. That was how they distinguished anything west of the Mississippi. So they would hit it with a natto seed. You would also see it in colors, dyes, war paint. So this is another beautiful trait of that, of that seed. Um, we've actually blended it into a paste with cumin, coriander, garlic. Uh, we get this really nice orange color. We blend that into the chicken uh, and then we sous vide it. We let it just slowly cook nice and soft. Uh, we roast it off after hitting the grill to get a little bit of texture on there. Um, we're going to serve this with a pan de queso. Pan de queso, this is a Colombian bread. It's a gluten-free bread. It's used uh, tapioca flour uh, with a little bit of queso fresco blended into it. Um, we also have a salsa of uh, some hazeldell mushrooms that have been pan-seared, roasted off with uh, some Rome's chorizo. So we caramelized the Mexican chorizo, got all the fat out, threw the mushrooms in there, hit it with some sherry vinegar, made this really nice salsa, and then threw some cherries uh, and some cilantro from my garden just to kind of br bridge it all together. So a fun course. There's also a little bit of goat cheese on there. I believe this is Haystack Mountain, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yes, beautiful. Um, so yeah, just a, a fun play on, on, a, on a slider was kind of my, my thought process awesome. on it. Awesome. I can't wait. And the local providers that we have, can I introduce you to a couple of people, yes, brother? Yes, please. This is Morgan Hamilton from Mo Eggs in Colorado Springs, Black Forest. I'm excited about this. This is, 
Cool. This is going to continue. I want you to talk to these guys for just a minute here. Yes. And then also I want to introduce to you from Rome Sausage. This is Chris Johnson right yes, here. Yes, sir. I'm going to give you, you this microphone, you. Chris. Well, this is awkward. It is? Yeah, I, I get no, no, yeah, Segway was great. <laughs> uh, no, it's a truly an honor for us to... Hey, everybody, Rome Sausage. Yeah, Thank you very up. much. Yeah. <laughs> so it was truly an honor to, to, to have uh, Chef and his team work with our product, and uh, we're excited to, to see the outcome, and, and uh, it's a very humbling thing for us, so... Absolutely. It's good to have sausage on the menu, brother. Hey, you know, I, when, I, when I was like, he was like, I think it would work on your dish really well. And I was like, I'm making this into a vinaigrette. So the, the spice, the, the vinegar that's in there, the heat, the oil that rendered out, beautiful. It was, it was delicious. Very good. And to have the chicken as well. Oh, it was good. That's, that's very exciting for me. I've never um, thought that my pro anything I grew would get this far. Kind of thing, you know? <laughs> Like, I've done tons of farmer's markets, grew up in the Midwest, and we did, we sold, we made money other ways. It was, always went towards feed, right? Everything always go towards, towards feed with the animals, but this, this is really cool. And we're out of the springs, and our thing is mostly eggs. Chickens are a summertime thing, obviously. I don't want to have to heat them all year because that's very spendy. And as a farmer, this is very lucrative for us to be doing this at this time. Okay. But we make it work because we're passionate about it. I love it. And we want to make sure everybody knows where their food comes from. If they're buying local, they oh. need to know that they can come and know exactly what goes into that. So I appreciate you guys all enjoying what's going into everything that's here tonight. So thank you. Yes, Enjoy. thank you. Morgan Hamilton and growing those chickens for us. Thank you very much. Growing the sausage, isn't that's pretty... That's difficult, right? Growing sausage? It is. As I say, mm -hmm. it's a grind most days. And I hear you grow, you're a grower, not a shower, right? Well, I do, I do a little bit of both. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. Hey, this is a family show. I don't know where I took that. I got to tell you, that was a better segue, wasn't it? Growing it was a good sausage? Segue. Yes. I, I like to prepay my FCC fines ahead of time. Just like, hey. Sausage jokes. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> we love Chris Johnson. Uh, he's been a supporter of the Modern Eater show for I don't even know how long. It's been a while. Community is everything to you. Locals, everything to you. Rome Sausage, if it's not on your plate, it should be. People should RomeSausage.com. Love That's you, it. man. Appreciate it, man. You're a great guy. Thank, uh, you. thank you for contributing to the dinner Absolutely. tonight. You got it. And look at this beautiful table over here. Thank you guys for showing up here tonight. Uh, we're going to continue on with this second course. It'll be extra good, right? Let's do it. All right. Um, what else we want to do? Cerberus Brewing Company? Yes, we're going to bring Cerberus up. All right, bring Jerry. them on up, Jay. Uh, thanks again. This is uh, Summer Dinner Series Week 5. No, you're not going anywhere. I'm hanging out. <laughs> Hang out. Um, Chris, have you been out to dinner much lately? Of course. Yes, sir. You have? Uh, yeah, of I course. Okay, where's a good dish that you've had lately? Uh, the cornbread I just had is off the charts. Is off the yeah. charts. All right, you like beer? Do you drink beer? I mean... A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Cerberus Brewing Company's here with us tonight. Out of Colorado Springs. Carrie, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We're super glad to be here. Good to see you. What would you ask her about her brewing company, Chris? Uh, so we brought my go-to. The Elysium Hazy IPA is our flagship. Um, we call it Big Kid Orange Juice at the brewery. It tastes like uh, all, it, all the fruit comes from the hops, so it tastes a little bit like orange juice, a little bit like grapefruit juice. It's this beautiful pour. If you pour it next to a, a glass of orange juice, you may not be able to tell the difference. But, cool. So we brought that tonight, and then we also brought a 
dry hopped Belgian pale ale. Um, so we're really known for our hops down there at Cerberus Brewing. We're about to turn four years old in September. And um, we're just starting to be known for our kettle sours as well. So if you like kind of sweet sour beer that uh, sometimes goes through a slush machine for a slush beer, we're starting to do that down there. Cool. And uh, we will be canning probably as of late fall, early winter. So hopefully we'll be up here in some of the Denver, uh, Denver liquor stores. And we are at a few of the tap houses up here right now on Very tap. Cool. So we're super excited to be here with Brother, with Axe and the Oak, with the awesome winery here. We're sitting with the... A table full of ladies in the industry over there having a really great you, time. So yes. thanks for having us. Uh, that is the table over there. Thank you, Carrie. Uh, how many people are drinking beer tonight? Ow, nice. ow. All right, all right. How many people are drinking wine tonight from Carboard? Look at that. How many people spirits tonight? A little bit of mix. Who's just drinking water? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> clap your hands. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, thank you guys for joining us. Here's the second course. We're going to turn up the music. You guys sit back, relax. We'll check back in for the third course. Thanks for being here. Thanks again, Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world. And then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey, Modern Eater fans. I'm Don Trobo with the Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning into flour and now it's available for you to cook and bake with and last but not least we're now cleaning grain berries in denver so things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you can't wait to share it with you <laughs> hi i'm jeff nations from aspen baking company it's really important right now to support local that's why i support the modern eater
Now, back to the show. Can tell everybody. Yes, yes, there we indeed. go. All right, just checking in. The second course looks delicious, Brian. Uh, the yes. chicken, the sausage vinaigrette. I haven't heard of a sausage vinaigrette. Where's brother? Did you hear what he did? How he made it? No, I was listening. He cooked this. He cooked the sausage down. Took all the fat off of it. A Let's get Chris times. Johnson. Can you grab Chris Johnson? Chris Johnson. Could you grab Chris and see if Chris will come over? Thanks. Cool, cool. Oh, look at that. I want to talk to Chris and ask him about this and uh, how you cook down sausage in, to make a vinaigrette. Are you clear on how to do it? I'm not. I mean, I think I, I, I could take a stab at it, but uh, I'd like to hear what Chris has to say. I want to ask the chef. Throw a headset on, Chris. Chris Johnson from Robe Sausage joining us right now. He's putting a headset on. Put it around the other way so you get... There you go. Well, it's real, real interesting. Hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. What did you think of that dish? Off the charts. I mean, it's great to see a collection of, of local stuff assembled in, in such a fine way. You know, we, we all know there's great stuff being produced in Colorado, but it's nice to see those things assembled by a really talented uh, you know, chef and his staff and, and uh, to please the palate. How do you make a vinaigrette out of sausage? I'm still trying to figure that out. Well, I think, you know, the chorizo in, in that uh, mushroom, uh, I don't know if you call it like a tapenade or whatnot, but, um, you know, I use that sparingly, and that's nice because the heat on that chorizo would overpower the dish. So I think the, the balance is one of the things that he's doing well with not, not you know, putting too much on there. Well, that's delicious. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing that came to his mind was, I need that spice from the chorizo. But I'm thinking, how do you make a vinaigrette out of it? And I was going to bring, I don't see brother. I don't know where he's at right now. Hey, let, let me ask you. Every show you do, you've got your little voodoo doll over there. Uh-huh. San Pasquale. San Pasquale. Uh-huh. Patron saint of? The Span kitchen. The, the kitchen. Yeah. The kitchen. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just making stuff up, but okay. No, it's absolutely who it is. San Pasquale was a monk who cooked. He cooked for the monks. So, so he was a patron chef for the monks. Okay. Spaniard. San Pasquale. I think that needs to be a hashtag moving forward on the dinners. San Pasquale. San Pasquale. He's yeah. our, he keeps it's us there, safe. Right That's it. Right there. Do we have another headset? Jim, Jimbo, come Jimbo. on come, Keep that headset on. Jim, come over here. Chris, scoot over a little bit. Where'd there you, you move his uh, apron? I was protecting that I moved his apron over there. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me on the table. How do you make a vinaigrette out of sausage? How do you make a vinaigrette yeah, out I don't of sausage? Yeah, I don't understand what Brother did with the Rome sausage. Well, tonight. what he did was he rendered the sausage, took the fat from that chorizo, and used that to make a vinaigrette. Interesting. And also... This dish is off the hook. Uh, which? This dish is delicious. The mushrooms and, yeah, mm -hmm. that was pretty awesome. So, so that's like, that's a whole case of oyster and shiitake mushrooms. Rough cut, uh, rendered in that fat. And then sherry vinegar, uh, some cilantro that he got out of his garden, which was amazing. A little salt. Uh, you got a meal there. <laughs> a little butter, a little salt. You got a meal right there. Yeah, you have a little experience with dogs and sausage. All right, I'm eating that piece there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did kind of get called in on like, can you be here now? It's like, uh, sure. You are a rock sure. star. I'm Jim. hungry. <laughs> you are a rock star. Are and you I eating like the new stash? Liking you're it? You're growing that out a little bit. I like it. Well, you're growing it out, but you're trimming it up. It's pretty epic. You know? Well, yeah. I, I trimmed up the part that, like, makes it look like it grows out of your nose. There you <laughs> go, man. 
This dish is really good. Doesn't Chris, who'd you bring here tonight? Hmm? My wife, the second wife, the last wife, the last one. <laughs> by the by the way, uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like there's there. uh, something coming up there. Wow. Yeah, we got a little one coming here in November, so another uh, another heir to the sausage throne, so to speak, another little <laughs> rascal. So we have to have a private conversation about that. That's a that's a good thing, man. Adding another. It's a great thing, man. It's uh, it's a miracle, obviously, and uh, it's another life, man. <laughs> You know, it's is cool. this just because of your age? It's a miracle. Is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you yeah I know. You've seen how, how hot she is. It's a miracle that she's <laughs> wanting to medical. carry my child, man. She is a very supportive. Yeah, I produce woman. a puff of smoke anymore. You know, it's just like some spores or something. The <laughs> demon child that I would produce. That's it. Nobody <laughs> would want to see. Oh my God! The demon seed is strong. Oh jeez! I'll tell you what. <laughs> this but is my favorite time of night. I am. Uh, it's cooling off a little bit. I hope so. Yeah. And Patricia's doing good. It's good to see her out she and about. Is, yeah. Where is she now? She oh, you know, you know where you know where she is. Oh, she's over there. Oh, not, she really? Not she's she's working the room, man. She's working the room. Patricia. She works it harder than you do. You Greg. can't work she's the room. Working the room. It's man. just not allowed. I know. There is the lovely. There's the Mrs. Johnson. Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'd, I'd help these guys, but she's it looks like they've got it all together. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna eat one of these. I know. Doesn't that look like a big scoop of ice cream on this right there? Did you know those are gluten-free, Jim? I did know these were gluten-free, made awesome? with tapioca flour. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting, cool dish, man. I like it a lot. Well, and they don't taste like sweet. You know, it doesn't taste like a rice bread. It tastes oh. good. Yeah, you hear tapioca well, flour, you're like, ah, it's yeah. going to be kind of eh. pudding. Yeah, it's, have you gone like, over it's this not menu? Lacking, it's not lacking in queso either. No. Nope. Here comes the oh. carboy wine, Jim. <laughs> you don't know anything about that stuff anymore. I know. Jim's like, I used to <laughs> not drink, but uh, apparently you know, uh, since I met you, you guys. Know, since I've quit drinking, they've come up with, I think, 80 new flavors of I'll schnapps <laughs> and one new flavor of NyQuil. Oh, NyQuil red. red. I have no idea what that stuff is. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Jim, uh, that is very poetic coming from Biker Jim. Well, it used to be like we're going to have a Robitussin D kind of night, but no. <laughs> the Tussin. I enjoyed that dish. We're going to come back. We're going to introduce the third. What's that? That was the second, right? We're going to do the third course. And the third course is what? McDonald Family, Family Farm, Farm Pork Belly. All right. Yeah, those bow buns looking good over there, man. That bow looks lie. amazing. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. All right, we're going to do this in third course. Coming right up. Stick around. The stream continues. Hey you guys, Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the, the Modern Eater. And uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators, you know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever, and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, a uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the ProCard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you can actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know everybody, with several million dollars of hard assets here, 
insurance is very, very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley, even to the street. This divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow. Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. Hey, this is Keegan from D-Bar in Denver. You guys might find it difficult to stay in touch and stay up to date with the ever-changing culinary scene in Colorado. It's almost impossible. Just tune in to the Modern Eater. These guys have their fingers on the pulse of what's happening in all of the food and beverage in all of Colorado. They're behind us. They understand the idea of shopping local and shopping small. To support them, you support us. Right now, let me tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's the man with the plan. When it comes to tap installations and tap maintenance, Jeff Rourke is the most trusted man in the business. 20-plus years, family-owned and operated, does great work, and you might be knocking the rust off of your bar or restaurant and getting things tuned back up. He's the guy to call. If you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Uh, money. Don't do that. Uh, foam is money. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke, A-plus beverage solutions. Tell him what you need done. He'd be happy to come out and just take a look for you. Here's the phone number to give him a call, 720-272-3809. One more time, 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-plus beverage solutions. Okay. Hello, 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 hello. How is everybody doing? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're outside, you're eating delicious food. You have a star chef cooking for you, and that's all you have? How's everybody doing? Uh, there we go, there we go. That's more like it, Brian, right? Yes, that is more like it. Uh, this is what this evening is all about. Thank you for being here. Chef Brother Luck, you out in the crowd? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just walking around and not doing anything. This is awesome. Nothing uh, at all, huh? Doing everything, yeah. <laughs> It's called Mise en Place. We do it early. The magic of TV, it's all finished. Oh, this, no. is, this is finished. Uh, this is as raw as it gets, bro. No, we, you know, the, the beauty is we have a phenomenal team. And, and the, the, the caliber of, of people that you've brought out to assist us tonight is absolutely amazing. And, you know, it, it, it makes it... We worked so hard for the last two, three days getting all this stuff staged and getting it transported up here. And uh, to be able to execute it in, in such a well-put-together outdoor kitchen, um, that's unexpected because I've cooked in a lot of different scenarios. That's awesome. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't wish the wind was whipping through here? No. And I've had, I've, I mean, I've slept in snow and had to cook on camera. This is, this is awesome. This is way better. So shouts out to you guys for this. All right, you, are you having fun? I'm having a great time. Okay, you're walking around and you're touching tables, right? What's the concept? I'm just saying hi. I'm just saying You're hi. just saying hi. All right, go around. Let's say hi to people. approachable. Like, I think like too many chefs do these dinners and then they hide in the kitchen and they don't come out and be like, hey, I'm real. I actually exist. It's nice to meet everyone. 
Hey, Chef, so that mic works and your stick mic works. I was hoping you were going to walk around and say hello to a few people and get some reactions. All right, let, let's walk around. I'm going to come over here to the, to the crew where I've got, I've got some history with some of these people, which is pretty amazing. Let's start with Lauren. Lauren, how are you today? I'm so good. Couldn't be any better, Chef. Yeah? So Lauren Remember, rocks. you don't need to go up to that microphone. You can just hand that to them and All you're right. still talking, brother. <laughs> hey, you put me on blast. You guys saw that? No, no, put no. Me on blast. Just making life easy for you, brother. All right, so we're so excited tonight. Accent Oak, we love supporting Colorado Springs. And uh, I, was, I was like, they were like, who do you want to come up? So th that was one of my choices. So I'm so excited to be able to talk about or let you talk about something amazing. Yeah, should I just talk about it from here? I say do it. Jake? You got the mic. Yeah, okay. Um, well, we're super excited to be here. My name's Lauren. Um, I'm the marketing director of Accent Oak Distillery. So we are a whiskey distillery based out of Colorado Springs. Started in 2013, um, but have grown really fast since then. So we're definitely excited to be here. Um, tonight, everyone is drinking some blueberry moonshine lemonade spritzers and then a tobacco old fashioned. So these are two of our signature cocktails. I hope that you're enjoying them. They're just a really great way to kind of feature our products. We have a bourbon whiskey, a rye whiskey, and then of course the moonshine. So hope everyone's liking them. That was perfect. You're a professional. She's a professional. Nice. Have you tried the old-fashioned, brother? I have not had any cocktails yet. I had one shot of tequila with you because after you're responsible, I'm driving back down to the springs tonight. Well, plus Tina's probably watching the stream right Tina now. Tina is probably <laughs> watching the stream right now, so I am not going to put myself on blast because... I am being responsible. Yes, he is. He's drinking lots of water. Lots of water. And actually, last year, brother, uh, wellness is very important to you, brother. Last year, it was a, a dry week for you. Yeah, and, and yeah. last year during the Summer Dinner Series. La last year during the Summer Dinner Series, we were hosting uh, what was called um, Sober Week at our establishment. So we were actually promoting um, not drinking, healthy living, healthy lifestyles to a lot of our staff members. Um, so I had personally chose not to drink all week. And then uh, we hosted a, a variety of things uh, to do in the mornings with our team members. Because in the restaurant industry, we all stay out late. And then it's very easy to end up at a bar. And then, you know, you get caught in this, this, this constant cycle. So we had hiking in the mountains. We had therapy sessions with counselors. We had... Um, we, we went down to uh, one, of the, uh, one of the shelters and actually served for a morning to help cook. Uh, we did so many different things. We even did a CrossFit se uh, session, which was miserable. Not a good idea. We will never do that again. But I didn't drink last week, so I did get to have a, a cocktail with you earlier. Uh, yeah. A nice shot at I'm glad so. it was only a week. Just one <laughs> way out. One of the things that I would like to introduce people to is how Brother Luck is an incredible servant leader with his team and the example that he is really, I mean, for the whole food industry, this man sets the bar super high and then he walks the walk the way he communicates with his people what what is that what why do you do that brother because i'm in charge <laughs> um no i i mean you know i i think I, I think there comes a point to where when you take on the responsibility of being the owner and and building the culture and and defining what your business is and it has to be a representation of the top tier. And I was very fortunate to work with great corporations throughout my career, great restaurant groups. And when I finally had the opportunity to do it myself, I wanted to build it. And I went through phases and it was constant learning. But I think being vulnerable, being honest, 
um, constantly sharing with our team members about my struggles, my journey, like how I'm learning this and learning it together has actually been something that's, that's actually given us um, great trajectory. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I love what I do. I love being around uh, people and, and- You've launched careers too. I, I mean, uh, the chef come out of your kitchen, went right next door and built a ramen place. No, there's, there's so many phenomenal chefs that have graced our kitchen. There's phenomenal servers, uh, bartenders that have all been that's a part of our career though. at some point. I mean, to see people go on with their careers. Am I wrong or am I right that Lauren from Axe and Oak worked with you at one point? Yeah, back in the day, back in the day. Back yeah, the yeah, day. she was with us at our, our original um, location, Street Eats, and uh, when we transferred over to four, and then uh, I was recruited to go film Top Chef for two months and leave my restaurant to the gods, which is Tina, by the way. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> They did phenomenal with it, but yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of, a lot of great experiences. And, and if there's anything I've learned in my career, uh, my one of my mentors, uh, Marcus Samuelson, um, really, really reinforced the importance of restaurants mean to restore. It's about restoring the community. You know, what kind of impact are you as a restaurant within your community? So I've always taken that to heart. And you know whether we're working with nonprofits, we're working with individuals and in their personal situations, or we're just trying to inspire or making a, a memorable experience. I think it all comes down to restoration. You know, what are you doing for your community? What are you doing for your people? Which is amazing through a time like this, the servitude that the service industry does. I am astonished of how you just pour, pour it out there on a daily basis, the emotion, what you do, your social media. Who's been down to four by Brother Luck or Lucky Dumpling? Who's been down there? We need more. <laughs> we need, who intends to go after tonight? Yes, yeah, that's what yeah, it's all nice, about. Nice. Get down there and see them. Brother, most of these people are done with their course right now, but you should probably describe yeah, it before absolutely. it's Yeah, um, So when we wrote this menu, I want to write a, a combination of both restaurants, four and Lucky Dumpling. Four is really about... Um, redefining the Southwest, the four corners, the four seasons. But when we get into Lucky Dumpling, Lucky Dumpling for me is personal because I grew up in San Francisco, I grew up in the Bay Area, my, my parents spent a lot of time in Asia, so we were raised in that culture, we were raised in a lot of Japanese culture. And when I went to culinary school, I actually worked under a master Chinese chef uh, who specialized in dim sum, and I asked him, you know, teach me how to do this because I want to know. And then I had the opportunity to go study in Asia and I got to, to travel through China and got to experience Japan. And I constantly had this emotion of like, if I wasn't here cooking traditional, what would I do with this food? So that's what Lucky Dumpling was for me. It was my story, my journey, my interpretation. And it's been really fun building this restaurant over the course of the last year. Um, this dish is, uh, is, is really fun. We, we made this bao dough nice and fresh so you can still taste that yeast. It's still alive. Uh, it was just made this morning. Uh, we have uh, some pork belly that was cured and then slow braised overnight. Uh, so it's extremely tender. Uh, you've got some shaved carrots on there, some mint, some cucumbers, some radishes, all this beautiful pro uh, produce that was brought to us. Uh, and then we got some, uh, some gorgeous Palisade peaches. I mean, this is the time where over there on the slope, the peaches are gorgeous. So we cooked that down into a really nice ketchup. Uh, one of the things we talk about in our kitchen is it's not just serving the ingredients while they're fresh, like here's a slice of a peach on a salad because it's summertime. It's about preservation. What would you do with this if you didn't have a refrigerator? 
this is how it should be served in December. So we're constantly thinking about that when we buy things like peaches. What can we do with them in December, January? Because it's about trying to survive. So thank you for all the gorgeous stuff. Oh, my God. Thank you for the dinner tonight, Chef Brother Lug. Come Absolutely. on now. Look at Enjoy. Giving us every bit that we wanted tonight. Hey, Chef Brother, stop right there. You know, you know uh, your regulars mean everything to you, right? Absolutely. This is one of our regulars right there. This is Chuck. And Chuck and Teresa come every single week. Love it. Love I'd it. I'd love to see what his input for this dinner is right now. If you don't All mind right. handing them the microphone. I'm giving them the mic. Come on, Chuck. Not just the dinner. You know, the whole series <laughs> has been amazing, right? It just keeps getting better and better. Uh, not only that, but we had the opportunity to actually go down to Ford. Uh, just, what was it, last weekend? And we had an amazing experience. Thank you. We, we Thank got you. there. We can go to the dumpling place. We were. Unfortunately, are closed on Sundays. Yes. Okay, so sorry about that. Because I've been dying to try your dumplings over there. You <laughs> did a great dumpling at the series last year. Uh-huh. Yep. We really, really enjoyed your dumpling last year. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was a great experience with your staff. Literally, we had the restaurant all to ourselves, unfortunately. But apparently, you guys were going to be super busy that night. So yeah, I was really yeah. happy to hear that. Had an amazing happy hour. Tried every single dish in your happy hour <laughs> menu. Uh, and came home very, very satisfied. So thank Love you for a little Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. What, what? That's fantastic. Thank you, Chuck. Chuck, Absolutely. Teresa. Be Chuck and Teresa. Come to every single <laughs> Summer Dinner Series and yes. SummerDinnerSeries.com. We actually have a treat that we're going to do. We're going to go. Uh, are we talking too much, you guys? Are we? Because you can tell us. You won't yeah, hurt our feet. I mean, Brother Lux here with us. We've got to actually talk to him as much as we can. But I understand, Brian, what do we have going on right now? Yes, we have the, one of the local farmers is on Zoom, ready to get on these TVs that you see on the end of the stage. And uh, it's a Petraco family. So tonight you're getting the lettuce from the Petrocos, the radish from the Petrocos. The tomatoes. Um, tomatoes. Well, tomatoes are actually Rocky Mountain Fresh, but they, there is more. I know there's so much more. Because Julie, as we know, we brought up a bunch of stuff to Brother. A little pickling cubes. Oh, it's over wash. Here. Brother, it's come wash. over here, if you don't mind. This is actually pretty cool, and I hope that we can actually pull this off. This is what Summer Dinner Series is all about. If they can't join us, we're going to go see them. Right, brother? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're on the Internet now. Uh, so Julie Petraco from Petraco Farms, they supplied us with all of our produce for uh -huh. this dinner. And we went out there and we sourced. And Brian, you talk a little bit about Petraco Farms, why we get Julie, and I hope we can hear her voice. Julie, can you hear Beautiful. us? Beautiful. Julie. Hey, yes. Julie. Hi you're in front of everyone, so you just go ahead and right. yeah, tell us come all on, about everybody. Let's. <laughs> hey, Julie. You Thank don't you. get to eat dinner, but everybody else is enjoying it. Thank you for the produce. You're very welcome. I'm glad to hear everyone's enjoying it. Thanks for having me on Zoom. Oh my yes. God. Petraco, Julie is the fourth generation. Her children are the fifth generation. They have been farming in Brighton for over 100 years now. Um, right here in Colorado. Do you know how hard it is to keep a family interested in farming for that many generations? <laughs> That's extremely difficult, right, brother? Yeah, yeah, it's hard work. And right. then to carve out when, can, first of all, it's asked backwards. They call it conventional farming and then they say organic farming, right? Organic should be a conventional. Who would agree to that, right? Oh, yeah. uh, organic should be conventional. They've carved out a part of their properties to make sure that it's organic and it's a tough thing because it's tough to come to market with that talk about your organic land julie if you would you know we we it's so exciting for us because we we farmed conventionally as a family for 
decades and decades and and uh we're certified organic now for the third year so we've actually been farming organically for uh six six years or i think six or seven years so it's it's brand new to us and it's just doing so well things are just looking phenomenal um the market treats us great and we couldn't be happier well and she and her brother are sort of the the two black sheep of the family because they went to the dark side and and have been asking their their father for years for just a little bit of organic land and he gave them 40 acres and if you only knew this farm is so incredible julie tell everyone how far does your farm stretch in colorado this is amazing we are located uh, just north of denver there in brighton and our land stretch our the acreage that we farm stretches all the way to north of greeley so we cover a span of about 45 miles along the Platte River, wow. the South Platte River Basin, um, along the, the, the west side of 85, roughly. So that's precisely why we also spread out our acreage, um, because we, we farm uh, close to 3,500 conventional a- acres. And, and in the event that we get a, some bad weather, as we know in Colorado, uh, any moment we're able to pull from a different area. So that's, that's why we do that brother what do you think you know, that, that's insane I've, I've had the opportunity to, to travel a lot of different farms from you know the netherlands to, to hudson valley to here in colorado and 45 miles is insane that's a lot of property which gives a whole new, i mean if it, it and, and i want to encourage everybody learn about the farm bill because it, it really affects our farmers there are so many things that happen that we have to support because man they they work extremely hard and there's there's so many behind the scenes details when it comes to what they struggle with. She's fading the black. She must know that's the exit. <laughs> that's the time. Yeah. That's cool stuff, isn't it? You guys, I mean, you got the farmer on the TV talking to you at the summer dinner series. That's how you connect with your food. Thank you, Julie Petraco. Let's hear it for Petraco Farms. Yeah, thank you, Julie. Thank super, you super awesome. Oh, man. That's, that's it, right? That's, so that's why you keep coming back. You're not getting paid. I love you. <laughs> it's interesting. Brother, is a, you're, you get paid, right? You're at that point in time in your career where you get paid. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not getting that money. <laughs> um, thank you for showing up tonight. We've got another course that's here. What's coming up next, brother? Yeah, so next we're stepping into uh, this amazing beef uh, short rib. So these short ribs came in, uh, and, and they were dropped off at the door by the farmer, which I love. It was so special. I was out there actually working on our grill. We were feeding our staff that night. And uh, these short ribs showed up. And uh, what we did is we just slow braised them uh, in a really nice uh, soy and garlic uh, mixture. Uh, we have these, uh, these beautiful tomatoes. I, I think the way I ordered these tomatoes was send me big ass beautiful tomatoes. <laughs> that's and that's exactly what showed up was I, I literally ate them on, on Saturday night with nothing but olive oil. Um, they, were, they were so good. Uh, and then we have some squash blossoms um, that uh, were worked into a, a, a quick style kimchi with some bib lettuce. Um, and then we grilled some of the squash and then uh, we used some of that braising liquid to actually uh, to glaze the meat as well. So, you know, really just trying to stick with a lot of the summer fill food. I, I think a lot of the food in the summertime should not be heavy. It should not be sauce uh, overload. It should be very off the grill, very, you know, fresh and, and showcasing the produce. And, and that was one of the things that we really wanted to stick with is, is not do too much to these ingredients. Yeah. So delivery in the back door, right? You're used to that all the time. Yeah, I knock, love knock, that. Knock. 
Here I have is. so many farmers that, that just show up at our back door and it's always like a special feeling because I, I remember being a young cook and wishing for that. And now to actually have our, our restaurants have that connection is, is so special. Okay, so here, I think it was last Friday. If this dude shows up at your back door, what are you thinking? Tomatoes? You're thinking... I'm thinking meat. You're thinking meat. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're thinking beef. I'm thinking meat. (laughs) Uh, Here he is, Luke Larson, Centennial Cuts. Thank you for being here, Luke. Oh, thank you, guys. It's really a treat to be here. Uh, What you've put together, foodies, uh, chef, the top chefs, and producers, it's it's a dream come true as a producer to be here um, with, with a chef like Brother Luck here um, preparing your what you work so hard to produce it's a passion of ours and uh, we feel very fortunate to be here oh man that's great uh, and a pleasure thanks for being here luke larson so here he comes you you said i want some short ribs right yeah luke sends me a photo in text he goes hey well these work i send it to you you go yeah beautiful let's do this um, that's how it happens. you got a lot of good stuff man and you've been helping us out with the summer dinner series Tonight, you got the, the short ribs for us. Centennial Cuts, do you mind talking 30 seconds, telling us what you're all about? You bet. We're in southeast Colorado, Colorado-born, raised, and harvested beef. We feature um, handcrafted beef sticks, summer sausage. Our beef uh, that we are kind of our end game is our, is our high-quality steaks. Um, we, we go after a, a juicy beef, as my son calls it, so our our cattle are finished on locally grown corn and distillers byproducts uh the high marbling is what we're after and really flavorful juicy beef so i hope you enjoy there it is what are we going to get down with no it was like i said i was i was so blown away um you know our job as chefs is to not screw up what the farmers do like it's literally that simple it's it's one of the things we preach in the kitchen constantly but it's extremely important, and I think one of the things that the modern eater does really well is they take you straight to the farm, they do the work, they, and they broadcast it. But we do this with a lot of our staff. We take them to see a harvest of an animal. They, they have to understand if they're going to cook this animal that so, its life was taken. And someone raised it, and someone took its life, and it's, 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 it's a very special thing. It's an important thing to understand. And we even do that with our produce. I mean, these guys have been in my kitchen. We grow our own microgreens. We have herbs outside. We greenhouses outside. We, we grow a lot of this stuff because we want the cooks to know that it doesn't just show up in a box. It takes time, and then one health storm ruins everything. So, you know, it's, it's that connection that we're trying to train the next generation of cooks to, to respect maintain the relationship between the farm and and the food let's make one thing clear it'd be much easier for you to have one truck drop off your toilet paper and your beef and everything in between your cleaning detergents that would be easy for you to have one invoice at the end of the month that's not your ethos that's not your philosophy supporting local is a very important thing to you brother absolutely i mean there there's not everyone's great at everything there's one person that's great at one thing and I think that's where the connection comes. Where I'm it's still like trying this. to figure mine out, man. <laughs> we You're can, doing it right now. You're doing it right we now. We can do it. Uh, this it's course cool. is going to be delicious. We're going to talk to some more people. Everybody enjoying themselves? Look at it. How could you not? It's summertime in the Mile High City. The sun sets on the Rocky Mountains. It's my favorite time of night. It's my favorite time of year. It's gorgeous. Did you outside. know that this is the only, this is the day of the year that at 8 p.m., the sun will set after 8 p.m., and then after this, it's before 8 p.m., and it gets darker and darker and darker and darker. This is the best. 
This is the best of the best. Yeah. Thank you guys for staying here with us. We're going to continue eating and drinking. Hopefully everything's okay. Everything okay? Put your hand. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, Luke Larson, Centennial Cuts. We'll keep this going. Music up. And thank you to the, our production staff. They got the farmers on the TV. That's so cool. I hope you enjoyed it. Big shout out, Jay. Was that awesome? We got the damn farmer and you can hear it. That's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. Hmm? Brother, can I get you over here? Yep. Yes, yeah, oh, I'm lo tonight I'm absolutely loving it. And honestly, as uh, Brother Luck puts his headset on and streaming live, I hope people are enjoying this. It's taken us five weeks to actually get this good, yeah, brother. Yeah. You have no idea what the weeks were before. Why this. do you think I wait to the fifth week? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want the first week. That's, That's a good better. call. That's never, a good call. I'm, I'm a professional. Yes. I am seasoned. Uh -huh. I am not a rookie. That's right. I know better. <laughs> Midway through. I think we're catching a stride, and tonight's a lovely night. A little worried there when the wind's whipping through. But in hospitality, right, if something doesn't go left during hospitality, you're, that, that right. And then go left. <laughs> and then go left. <laughs> Look at this yeah, young we'll lady. Here she comes right now. I don't know how she's going to drink some of this delicious old-fashioned. Hey, Jay, can we have a couple of those old-fashioned? Brother's only going to have a sip off of one. But I would love to um, taste this tobacco old-fashioned. Hello, yes. Lauren. Hi. How are you? We're working right now. Are you enjoying? <laughs> I'm enjoying. It's I know, Lauren. So good. You have two drinks on this table, though, don't you? Do one. I? I don't have it. Old oh, fashioned. We're going to try and get fresh. Personally, <laughs> with Axne Oak. Yeah, we have. So this is the blueberry uh, moonshine lemonade spritzer. Ooh. So it's actually at, at the Whiskey House Can in the I spring. Try that We're pretty well known for our infusion program. So this is actually a cardamom infused moonshine um, mixed with a blueberry simple syrup and then a little bit of soda water. So it's really, really basic, it. but super yeah. light, very refreshing. Good for summer. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. And actually, I like the the uh, ice melting a little bit in that. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't know, I, mean, I don't know what it was before, but the mint stands out. Yeah, totally. Well. Good to meet you. Good to meet Driving you. Driving up from uh, Colorado Springs. Yes, not too bad. So you guys know each other? Very Tell me well. a story. You say one about brother. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> one about brother. He's a consummate professional, though, right? I mean, you look at brother yeah. and you're just in awe every day how he every conducts day. himself. <laughs> I try. I don't know. I don't. I wish I had like an embarrassing story of you, but I don't I'm really. Always on my toes. I know. I try really? To yeah. I always feel like such a terrible human being next to brother. You, you should. Know? You should. I do. Uh, I, it's it would just be like fitting. He's a fan. He's de he's he's in love with his wife for many many years. Yeah. yeah. Totally. He's very faithful. passionate about his kitchen <laughs> and and what he does for a living. He goes out and gets it every single day. He, people look up to him. People yeah. break off and do their own businesses with them. It's like, there's got to be something shady about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> got to be. Well, you, you Tina, me, forgive you me. You me later in my life. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> the mature brother. How old are you, though? I will be, uh, I'll be 37 next week. Kid. I said 35. So yeah. Biker Jim said 33. Yeah, I'll be 37 next week. You look like it flies by. That you should be happy, brother. I'm so happy. Keep I got good vibrance. Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> No, it flies by. You know, I'm, 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 I'm I, I pride myself in the people 
that come through our establishments and, and we get to be, even if a small bit of their career, I love watching the next phases. You know, and I think someone like Lauren, uh, people like Mark Henry, there, there's so many great stories of individuals. I mean, even um, uh, Ian and, mm -hmm. and, and some of that team are, are getting ready to open up an establishment. Like, that is so powerful because it, it just speaks to... I'm not trying to hold you. It's okay. Sorry it's okay. That. But it, it, it speaks to, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you might have said something, yeah. and, and it, they might not have heard it at that mm -hmm. moment, but it might have resonated a year later yeah. or two years later or... It, it just made something click, and, yeah. and that's one of the things I always love watching is, is, is the success of the people because that's what we base our success on, right? Yeah. I don't care how many awards we get or, yeah. or what you know, recognition comes our way. It doesn't matter if it's not about the people underneath and, of us. And you never know what you're going to impress upon somebody. You could give yeah. them everything in the world, and it might be this one thing that you never would have thought Absolutely. stuck with somebody, yeah. but yeah. then there did. Well, brother, it's about being a servant leader. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to bring out. And the thing is, is people like you, others want to be around you because you bring good energy and a, you're a good influence on others' business acumen and really, I, love I mean, Palisade. just their overall, I mean, human being. Yeah. No, I, I try. You know, what yeah. a, lot of, a lot of my thought process is, you know, in, in, early in my career, I was extremely cocky. And, you know, I thought what were I was, you cocky about? Your insecurity? No, you, just a lot like of people will compensate. I just I was I was extremely competitive, and mm -hmm. and I my my way of uh, asserting myself into a situation was always to try to outwork someone and outshine someone, and it made me you know resented by a lot of my my team members. So I think later in my career, you know, I've really learned that the ego means nothing, and you have to learn how to drop that because there's always someone better than you. And there's always something else to learn. So what are you cocky about? Mm -hmm. there, there's nothing to be, you know. And as much as you think you're good or work hard or there's someone else that wants to do I it harder and, and yeah. smarter and better than you, right? Absolutely. And then so humility works mm -hmm. into that Absolutely. as yeah. well. Uh, well, yeah. okay, tobacco, old fashions. Lauren, so yeah. Lauren, you're a new friend, right? Yes. And you can't go new anywhere friends. that this is it. <laughs> um, it's cool that you introduce new people to us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what stood out to where when we said, okay, who would you like to work with? Mm -hmm. that you, it was just boom, right out of your head. Why? Yeah. What was it? Um, you know, I, I think I think when we talk about someone like Axon Oak, like with, with, with from the ownership down to the people who are serving you to the people behind the scenes, they're all amazing people. And I've, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of them and, and have my own experiences. But I, I think, like, if one of us makes it, we should all make it. Bring everybody along. So when we get the opportunity to, to do an event like this and showcase, you know, my food, mm -hmm. I want to showcase amazing cocktails that I know they put together. She talked about their infusion yeah. programs. They do phenomenal cocktails. They've, they have a passion for, you know, what goes into the glass. And I've watched it grow from, you know, such a small company when I started my business, I think is when, when they started yeah, theirs. Yeah, right at the same year. It was right the same year. And I've watched them grow into this amazing program. And they've turned out a lot of great uh, mixologists and a lot of great distillers. So, you know, I, I thought that was something that was special to share with uh, of Colorado Springs. That's the voice of Colorado Springs. It's, it's not just me. There's there's so many other people like like Cerberus that yeah. are, are doing great stuff. You know, I always bring 291 because yeah. I, I have so much love for what they do. But there's and, and the list goes on and it on. Does. I haven't even we barely scratched the surface right. of Colorado yeah, That's Springs. what keeps me next <laughs> year. <laughs> I, I always go, hey brother, what's next year? Give him a commitment. And, and Greg though, he though is different than all the other chefs. 
that we have had um, doing the Summer Dinner Series because one of the things, brother, that you've done, we have brought more people from your sort of hometown, mm -hmm. per se. Yeah. You're one of the chefs that have come and said to us, hey, these are the people I want to bring along. Absolutely. Versus yeah. everyone's sort of been saying, oh, who do you guys have for us? Which farms do you want us to use? And you yeah. were very specific. So I, yeah. I give you well, kudos And for so that, let's brother. throw it to Lauren. That it was for a yeah. reason, but uh, that reason is very valid. So Yeah, thank you. Axe in the Oak, just talk about it. And, yeah. and then uh, we're going to talk about this delicious. <laughs> I've already <laughs> yes. had half of mine right now. <laughs> it is really delicious. Yeah. Um, so we, I want to start with um, something that you had previously said at the dinner You're tonight, brother. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Smoke. Just about restaurants kind of fostering community. And I think that has really been true in Axe in the Oak, too. We're very much fostered in the Colorado Springs community, helping build it up. Um, so I, I feel very grateful to be at this dinner with you, with you and Cerberus. Um, but Axe and Yoke, you know, we have pretty humble roots, um, just five close friends just kind of sipping on Maker's Mark over a fire, and they learned to love it, and they thought that they could maybe make something similar. So they, that's kind of how it all started. And then from there, it grew really fast. Um, that started in, back in 2013. And it, since then, we've made our Whiskey House, which is our cocktail bar, which is one cra best craft cocktail bar in the Springs Cheers almost four years in a row. So we have this incredible team of mixologists, like Brother said. Wow. Uh, many people that have uh, overlapped with Four and Lucky and then Axe and the Oak. So we have this really great team, a lot of collaboration between businesses. Um, and that's actually where the tobacco old-fashioned came from. Back in 2016, we were basically infusing some tobacco leaves for about 10 seconds so into good. our bourbon. Um, and then we would just mix in some maple syrup, a little bit of water, and then call it good, and it was delicious. A couple years after, we found out that tobacco is not necessarily the healthiest ingredient to put into a cocktail. So now we make our own tobacco bitters, which is just kind of a blend of a bunch of different uh, herbs. So, so good. Yeah. Um, it's really, really delicious. Fantastic. Because uh, as an ex-smoker, you go, tobacco, man, what yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> you don't taste the tobacco. You taste that kind of smokiness and that that little bit of truck but it's it's a great accent mm -hmm. to yeah. it. hey man Subtle. eight months off the cigarettes good job nice. so proud of you um, man, it actually is a fairly uh, large accomplishment hey did you yeah. know there was a dateline nbc when some uh, a guy tried <laughs> to kill his wife with tobacco and he put it in her bathtub water did you ever see wow. that one it was crazy. She didn't watching? know why she was sick. All <laughs> Dateline Embassy, man. She didn't know why she was sick all the time. She was uh, nauseous all the time. Yeah. That was just an aside. Yeah. Tina, I am not, not putting any tobacco <laughs> in your tub. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> That's right. If you're sick every night and the doctors don't know why, it could be tobacco <laughs> droppings in your tub right. or the bitters. Yeah, what actually makes it so smoky is you can't see it out here, but inside. Are they doing that in there? Yeah, so we, we basically provide um, some pieces of, of a barrel. So it's already yeah. charred, and then they take just a torch light the barrel on yeah. fire and then capture all the smoke that's in it. Do they hate you in there? No, they're okay with it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's fine. Uh, but that's but. what it's all about, uh, uplifting other brands, Absolutely. showing the region. I, mean, I, I think one of the things that I, I fell in love with when I was in San Antonio was um, how they had a, a culinary campus come into the city and teach, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it was a big campus, but they taught a lot of the locals that went to the school. They enrolled in the school. They did the programs. But what I noticed was all of those students, those graduates, they stayed and they started new businesses and they became the new generation. And I, and I really love that about you know my business. I love that about Axe and Oak mm -hmm. is we are, we are festering the next talents that are opening, the next 
generation of restaurants and, and what it means to dine and what it means oh, to yeah. enjoy and to teach and, and to understand yeah. your product. And, and, and that's why these are the types of people I invite to these, these dinners. And yeah. industry is changing, yeah. as we know. Absolutely. As, as we speak. Brother, could I change that one word? Because I don't think you're festering. I think you're cultivating. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you guys are like planting the seeds of the next generation. We've got a strong community in Colorado yeah. Springs. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it has its own perception, especially when you're in a city like Denver, where it's like, oh, Colorado Springs, you guys are cute. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, uh, I can't even begin to talk about what type of special forces we are down there. I mean, it is, it is a tight group that executes solid on so many different levels and it's unexpected. You're like, where'd these guys come from? Mm -hmm. You know, but it's once you scratch that surface and you end up in this historic elementary school and you're drinking a cocktail and you're like, I'm what? in an elementary school. Like the urinals yeah. are this big. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're, you're getting this amazing experience, but then you start to see the depth. Yeah. And that's what's beautiful about Colorado oh, Springs. Man. This is the best of the best. Have you yeah. ever experienced a dinner like this before? I mean, you, if you yeah. have, you have experienced one yeah. like well, this. Well, so we. Identical. Yeah. I, not identical, actually. This has been really amazing seeing the all the cooking happening, out, happening outside. Um, but we, we almost every year we do a dinner at um, Corner Post Farms. They yeah, do yeah. A, a Grazing Life is the company that hosts them. So we typically do a farm pairing dinner. So this kind of reminds me of that. But this is definitely really well, unique Adrian to downtown Adrian and Dan will put something on a whole new level, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, and, and in Corner Post, too. Yeah. Uh, but so many local providers that are amazing. Tonight we're yeah. featuring Centennial Cuts. This beef is uh, delicious. Hopefully you'll take a look at him again. He has something called the Denver Cut. No, I'm, I'm excited. He actually sent me a couple strips. Did he uh, really? Yeah, he, he threw them in there. So I, I cooked them for uh, Tina and, and myself on Sunday, and we got nice. to enjoy them at the house. They were, it's oh, delicious nice. beef. Not bad. Yeah, and perks oh, of the job. good stuff. <laughs> perks of the job. Okay, <laughs> next course that's coming up, could you tell us what we're about to have? Yeah, we're stepping into dessert. So, you know, Damn, I, I really wanted to just kind of showcase the time of the year, right? We've got some, some blackberries that are harvesting. We've got some Rocky Ford cantaloupes. Um, we did a, uh, a semi-fredo with a little bit of uh, Thai tea that's infused into it. And then you've got um, a mochi, a fried piece of mochi that's actually coated in the Spice Guys Everything Bagel wow. Spice. Okay. Because, you know, I love fried mochi and it's usually co coated in sesame, but I thought the bagel was such a, all that onion and garlic and sesame and poppy. And it's just, it's such a salty treat um, of texture and, and flavor and uh, we thought it would just be a light way to kind of finish the meal off with, you know, not doing something too heavy, but a little more intricate flavor profile. For sure. Does this have to get out quick? No. No? Okay, we're good. I <laughs> usually dessert. I'm like, I, something's we're melting, and I'm, I know you are, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Lauren, man, badass that you came. Yeah, thank you tonight. so much thank for having us. Thank it's really, you. really awesome being featured tonight, like Axe I said. and the Oak. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You told us the story about Axe and the Oak. I think yeah. it's, you should do it really quick again because okay. it's really cool. Yeah, so Axe and the Oak started in 2013. Five friends, just in and around a fire. Um, kind of as a brand, we're committed to the great whiskey, great music, and then the great outdoors. So those are kind of our three values. Yeah. Um, but the name. mostly in... Oh, Axe and the Oak, yeah, the name behind it. Um, so it's actually based in the Prohibition theme. So back in the Prohibition era, the federal agents would use the axes to bust open the oak barrels. As a statement. So, yeah. We're free. We can drink again. Yeah. Or it was just hallelujah. Right. <laughs> right. The only, yeah. only tools you had at the time. <laughs> Cheers but to you. Yeah, thank, thank you for you so coming much, up. Guys. All right, yeah. we're going to do this. Cheers. Uh, turn <laughs> our attention to the dessert course. And then 
Wine, Colorado wine, brother. It's a, it's an interesting thing. A lot of people say, uh, you know, is it good? Does it have a good rap? Does it is palace? Some good stuff. There is some good it's, stuff. It's growing too. You know, I, I had the opportunity to take uh, Tina. And I did the best trip. We partnered with a couple friends, and we loaded up a few ice chests with mini bottles of wine, and we actually took the train all the way to. Um, to uh, uh, Did pa- you really? Palisade. You yeah. took that train? We took the train all the way from That's Denver cool. all the way uh, out to uh, to Palisade. And uh, we went to the wine festival. Uh-huh. And it was like the, I mean, we went through. When like was t- this? Last year? No, uh, a couple years ago. About two years ago. We were there yeah. last year. Damn yeah. it, we missed it. And we you. did like 28 tunnels uh-huh. through the train, which was amazing. It was the most breathtaking thing. It was like October as well. So. And that's like the cool Amtrak. Were you guys oh, up yeah. top on that? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. I mean, and plus we consumed a lot of wine. So totally. we cleared a whole cart. We had the cart to ourselves. Uh-huh. Um but I was I was really impressed with um, you know uh, companies like Colteris, really blew me away. I mean I, I have a couple other bottles sitting in my collection at the house right now that I was actually just looking at. Um, I, I think they're doing some great stuff. Yeah, hey, I'm coming at you. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, but that's that's the beauty is you know anything that's uh, that's on that longitude latitude. Um, you, you can see if you look at a, a map, wine runs parallel. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it grows on this northern part, it grows on the southern part, and that's why you see it all the way across. So, you know, you can grow wine in almost any state in the U.S. because we are at the right level. I'm always so impressed with you, brother. Yeah. You're just like the top of the mountain for me, I, man. You know, I you're like running, wine. you're really, you're running at high octane right now. Uh, I'm, you know, I, you're you, thinking you clear. Said, you said, most chefs don't talk. I need you to talk tonight. I said, all right, I'm going to talk. And when I talk too much, you're going to have to tell me to stop and wrap it up and give me the little five-minute. That'll never happen. Speaking of that, when we come back, we're going to come back on this stream. We're going to talk a little bit of wine, but we're also going to talk about uh, Brother Luck's cooking classes, which I am a fan. I chime, And all I want is for you to pay attention to me. Tina's the star. Yeah, she totally is. Behind the camera. And she, she talks with people and... Everything. Okay, we're going to do that when we come back. <laughs> Dessert. We have a great night downtown here at Pizza Republica. Thank you for hosting us. This is a very well-appointed, spacious outdoor patio. It's alfresco dining, right? It's gorgeous. I'm, this is the most people I've cooked for in like six months. So night, this night. Is, this is awesome. In the city. Okay, <laughs> we'll take these headsets off. We're going to get on our wireless, and we're going to wrap this baby up right here. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hello, Summer Dinner Series guests. How are you? That's what I like to hear. Dessert's coming out. It's a great course, brother. Thank you. You love dessert? I do. Do you have a sweet tooth? Um, yeah, for sure. Are you savory or sweet? I, I think I'm a, a mixture of both. I mixture like your balance. A little balance. One thing that's interesting is tonight at Pizza Republica, these guys donated our space tonight. Woo! I mean, like literally. George Eater and Pizza Republica. We wanted to make, so, so generally with Eventbrite, you, you put everything included, fees, tax, tips, gratuity. We wanted to just make it a uh, flat fee, but we wanted to give you the opportunity to show the service industry. Wait, 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 though. I want you to stop. I want to, let's tell them about what's been going on. Well, nothing's right been going here. on. Yeah, this The convention is... center shut down. The guys at Pizza Republica are working just a couple, uh, I mean, there's not much happening downtown. So Summer Dinner Series being here, Tonight, it people just going back to work in general, especially in service industry. Think of any other industry where you're sitting there with no mask on, and these people are expected to go up to your table without you to have a mask on and serve on you and ask for food. Where else is that happening? Who else is risking themselves than servers and people in hospitality? Where else? 
So what I'd like to ask you is to show your appreciation. Usually it's 20%. They're going to give you a zero tab. Well, a dollar. I'll pay the dollar. You guys give them a nice tip. Because look at these guys over here just waiting and doing the best job that they could possibly do through and through. This is what it's all about. Thank these guys so much. Brother, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. I mean, this, this, I mean, the last few months we've all been experiencing this. But when it comes to the restaurant industry, you know, we survive on our guests. And, and our, our guests coming in and, and sharing those experiences with us, allowing us to serve you, is, is, is how we survive. And, you know, with all the mandates we've been going through of restaurants closing, restaurants losing occupancy, having an entire downtown shut down, you know, that, that not only affects the, the business owners, but it affects the, the service team that depend on those tips. It affects the people that supply the food that need the restaurants to buy this food. There's so many different links in this chain that are, are being broken right now. And, you know, we're, we don't know what, what, what tomorrow looks like. I can say as a business owner, I pray that my restaurants are going to stay open, but who knows? It, it's so scary and we are fighting every day and it is a constant defensive mindset where all you're trying to do is protect what you've worked so hard to build. Um, and a lot of that is our people. So, you know, us being able to do this dinner tonight, even me coming up from the Springs to do this dinner, this gave an opportunity for, for work tonight. So, you know, thank you so much for being able to come out and support us because it's, it's really important. Oh, man. Wow. Thank well you. Said. Well said. Uh, thank you to the chefs. Let's hear. Where are the chefs at? I, I where are the chefs? a lot of the chefs were done. The where, smoking. Where are the but, chefs? <laughs> but there were a lot of great chefs and people that came in from our local community. And so. I promised Elin before I got up on the microphone, I would talk to him for a minute and meet somebody. And Elin's. Elin has just walked out here, here, but we had a guy who started a knife company. All these different chefs have had to pivot. And that's the one thing is, is there have been very few chefs like Brother who are lucky enough to have their own establishment and have the support of their community. And tonight we had a lot of chefs. There were several chefs up here tonight who actually closed their restaurants. And, and because of that, they had the time to come and help Brother, which so we were very fortunate. But times are tough. And so, you know, a big shout out to all of the chefs. There's Biker Jim, Elon Wenzel, all of these guys that came out tonight. So mind-blowing. Dessert, right? I mean, a lot of... Whose favorite course is dessert? You're not going to admit it, so don't... I will. Who's going to admit it? Oh, it's yours? All right. Uh, You guys, so Pizza Republica, you guys, thank you. Let's bring this uh, last course out, and let's just hear it for these guys for Pizza Republica so much. Literally, every single week, the same crew helping us out. Talk about the dessert course, brother. Yeah, so I, I like... A balance of flavors. I like unique flavors, especially when it comes to dessert. It's always my opportunity to play. I, I take a lot of my savory mindset and apply it to sweet. Um, but I, I, I don't like overly sweet when it comes to dessert. So uh, what we have is uh, really kind of showcasing summer right now. Uh, we have some Rocky Ford melons. Uh, these cantaloupes have been uh, lightly marinated. We serve that with a uh, honeydew. Uh, we, we started that with a cantaloupe gel uh, next to it. You have some macerated blackberries. We have a, uh, a nice mousse that's been uh, whipped with a little bit of uh, Thai tea, um, a little bit of star anise, and a little bit of ginger. Um, and then we finish that off with a little bit of Thai basil. And then you have a piece of fried mochi uh, that we actually used uh, the spice guy 
Um, he gave us uh, he gave us his everything bagel spice. So uh, we coated that mochi, that fried mochi, in everything bagel spice for a really fun, salty, uh, savory element um, to get to kind of round it all out. So enjoy. Ah, I love it. Thank you so much. What do you like with your dessert? I like wine. You um, like a little wine? You know, I'm I'm a I'm a Sauternes guy. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm bougie. You are, yes, you are. <laughs> I, I like some wine. I'd like to introduce you to a couple of folks here okay, tonight. Okay, all right. And Carboy Winery, who's a local winery. They're in Breckenridge, they're in Littleton, and they're here in Denver. I'm in love with the company, and we've uh, gotten to know Carboy throughout the... Uh, uh, they're, doing, they're sourcing grapes from a lot of places, but really, in particular, Palisade, Colorado, bringing those grapes back and making a nice local wine. I'd like to introduce Mallory and Karami here with us. Are you here? Hey, guys. Yeah. Good proud, to see you. I'm proud of your pronunciation of my name. Did I do it right? It's really good. Wow, that's, listen, I don't <laughs> do that often. So thank you for being here with us yeah. tonight. Uh, why, what do you look for in a wine, brother? Um, you know, I, I always look at my pairings. I, I usually base what I'm drinking my wine on based on uh, usually what I'm eating. But when I write my dishes, I, I go the other way. I actually... I can't change what's in the bottle, so I like to taste the wine and create the dish based on what I'm tasting in the, in the bottle because there's such a story there of the decision-making of, of how the grapes were grown to how they were picked to how they were harvested to how they were aged to how they were bottled and how they were shipped to me and sold. So I like to go the other way. Wow, that's good stuff right there, right? Absolutely. Introduce yourselves and then talk about Carboy Winery if you would. Um, my name is Karami and I'm one of the operating partners at Angelo's Taverna on 6th Avenue. Um, so I am here representing Carboy Winery, as the mask says. I like this microphone. Let me trade you. Okay. I want you to sound great. Okay. Is this better? Oh. Okay. <laughs> so Carboy Winery, um, we started in Littleton 2015. Um, we started kind of just sourcing bulk wine originally and now we're actually doing western slope grapes ourselves so we're trying to elevate and trying to showcase colorado wine colorado grapes so we haven't really gotten to the sauternes yet but you know maybe maybe we'll get to, like to something rose. like that i'm all about that rose life as well. i think i think the <laughs> albarino will go really well with what you did tonight um but we are here in denver in breckenridge and in littleton so we're doing a great job i hope you guys are enjoying the wine tonight yeah. Okay. Alrighty, guys. My name is Mallory. Um, I uh, I can't take any credit for the wine tonight. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Tyzok, uh, who couldn't make it because he is literally over his head in grapes right now. Uh, we just started our uh, fourth harvest um, back in t 2017. Uh, we started with five tons of grapes. Uh, this year, we have over a hundred tons of grapes uh, delivered to our production facility in Littleton. So he is there working very hard to make all these beautiful wines for you guys. Um, we appreciate all the support from the locals. Uh, we wouldn't be here without the support from the distilleries, the breweries, the restaurateurs, uh, everybody who is, who's made Carboy happen. So we're very happy to be here tonight. And thank you guys so much. Hope you're enjoying Well, wait, though. Tell them oh you've God. got something new coming up at 9th and Logan, don't you? Yes. Uh, so we at the Old Govs Park Tavern, um, uh, very many owners have taken over. Um, on one side, we have Logan Street Restaurant and Bar. Um, that features just a variety of food. We have everything from your, your classic burger to sea bass to salmon. Um, on the corner is the new Carboy Winery in Denver. 
Um, and then around the corner from that is Ivy on 7th, which is our breakfast and lunch location. So you literally never have to leave the block. You can have breakfast, happy hour, charcuterie, and then dinner um, starting at 8 a.m. So come on and check us out. We'd love I'm to a fan. I love the brand. Have you heard of Chef Rebecca Wiseman? She won Chop, too, and she's here in town. She's like one of the just under, she's a, she's somebody who is under-recognized in this city, and we want to do what we can for Chef Rebecca Wiseman. She does a great job over there at uh, Logan Street. No, she's, she's amazing. She, she's, isn't she? She's a huge um, influence over my career. So she's texting me tonight. She's like, send me the menu. What's on the menu? What are you eating? Send me a picture. I love it. I love it. And we did a, a dinner with you guys last week at Logan Street, and it was really worthwhile. I have to tell you, tomorrow, brother, we're bringing the show, the Modern Eater Show, which airs, incidentally, 2 to 4 p.m. every single day, Monday through Friday. I guess that's not every single day. Monday through Friday, five days a week. We'll be at Carboy and Littleton tomorrow doing our show. So hopefully you can tune into that on the Modern Eater Facebook page. Did you guys take a lot of pictures tonight? What? I know my mom did. She loves that social media and pictures. Did you take a lot of pictures tonight? No, you did not. All right. I took some pictures. We're going to have a good time. What? You were too busy eating. A lot of people do that. It happens. Uh, Carboy, thank you guys thank for you being for here tonight. Us. That's Colorado at its finest. Look at Chef Brother Luck. Is that your hair right now, brother? It is. Look at that long yeah. hair. It's That's co COVID it's hair. My COVID hair. <laughs> uh, tonight's dinner has been very special for all of us. I really, really want to hear your encouragement for Chef Brother Luck coming up from Colorado Springs. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Usually I get up when chefs like this bring themselves and volunteer to cook for you. Chef Brother Luck, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Downtown Denver wants to hear from you. Chef Brother Luck, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get a witness, brother? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm smiling underneath this mask, so. <laughs> it's ear to ear. Thank you guys for coming out. Our whole production team, Jay Parker and James and DJ and Dave Reek, you guys did such a great work keeping these microphones going and us streaming on the air. And a shout out to all the farmers, too. Let's oh. not forget all those farmers yes. that helped bring this food to us. So good. Uh, we're going to keep this going. Guess what? Next week we continue. We have three more Summer Dinner Series dinners to go. Chef George Eater, he is the proprietor of this place. He's a very talented chef. He'll be here next week doing an Italian dinner. If you don't have your tickets, SummerDinnerSeries.com. SummerDinnerSeries.com. Let's hear it. SummerDinnerSeries.com. SummerDinnerSeries.com. I'm so disappointed in most of you people. You just get on to that because you've been on that website. After that, it's going to be Justin Brunson. He doesn't have a restaurant anymore, but he's going to be cooking in front of you guys on the 25th. And then September 1st, closing it out, Chef Troy Garth. He'll be here cooking for you as well. And that'll be the summer. And that'll be it. But right now, we can still continue going on. I'm on Brian Freeman. I thank you so much, man. Oh, no, thank you, man. You do a great job. <laughs> and then lastly, again, Chef Brother Luck and the chefs and Biker Jim Pittenger. You guys, your chef as chef well. Mix. He's back there. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, you guys drive safe. Be well. We'll see you next week. The Summer Dinner Series continues right here, the Modern Eater Show. Boom. Thank you. <laughs>